0: This week on Wellness and Wonder, Francesca and I are in discussion with Dr. Rohit Sahu all about the power of manifesting your intentions. Come and join the conversation, Wellness and Wonder. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Wellness and Wonder. We have broken into the double digits. This is episode 11 and if you may not know or do know, I'm Paris
1: Yvette. Hello, everyone. I'm Francesca D'Amico. Welcome to Wellness and Wonder with my beloved Paris. Today, we're going to discuss such an important topic, manifest your intentions. And the keywords today to start this amazing interview with Rohit are manifest your intentions, as I said. Why manifesting our intentions? Because what is really magical in this life is not visible but it is felt and it cannot be described so the meaning of karma for example has a strong relation with our intentions with today's topic our experience is entirely determined by us this is what the word karma means karma uh, means action that means that when we say your life is your karma we are saying your life is entirely your making so what happens in the world is that there are many many forces involved and what happens within us is 100% us So we look inwards to reflect our desires and right intentions. Let's remember that true happiness won't come if we focus too intently on what other things or on what we should be doing. So we cannot really connect with others uh, and with our own self. If we continue comparing uh, us all the time, uh, with other things and other people. So this has to change. And that's why we have brought you here, Roy, who is a master in this and is a spiritual guide. And you will love his story and philosophy of life.
2: Thanks so much, Francesca and Paris for setting context and tone for this very important session on manifestation. And, and you know, I was quite, uh, you know, animated by how beautifully you really describe how we each one of us has a seed of purpose and potential to manifest anything which we desire. and But often due to our actions from a place in space and time, which is in a past life and even in a current life, which uh, bears its fruits in our present circumstances. And often we, we ask ourselves, you know, what have I done to deserve this? Uh, but everything which Orchestrates around a life eventually can be traced down to our own actions, either in this life or our previous lifetimes, which apparently uh, underpins all Eastern spiritual traditions from Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, Sikhism. Every strand of Eastern religion and spiritual traditions has at its core uh, the law of karma. And that really essentially informs, guides, I would say more than half of this entire global population, you know, practicing Buddhist, Hindus, and from the Eastern spiritual traditions, I imagine is around three to four billion. And not, and not to say that many in the Western world are also, uh, you know, even though they might have grown in a Christian or Abrahmanic religious background, but they, through their own personal experiences, they have been drawn into believing that law of karma is true, law of karma exists and in uh, everything which we do can be essentially traced down to our own actions. And uh, it's it's a very broad topic. It's a very esoteric, very profound yeah. topic. Uh, I like to keep it very informative and yet very simple so that uh, the listeners can really, uh, as a takeaway from this session, can really understand that how law of karma operates in their life, how can they uh, exercise certain spiritual principles to manifest what they want and how can they break free from the vicious cycle of karma which is the key impediment for any of us for many of us who usually don't get to manifest what they want.
0: It's wonderful I actually just like you said before so many people are influenced by the Eastern spirituality, you know, I started as a Christian, but mm. spirituality took over, and to the point where I found Taoism, and you understand that law of a karma. And I joke all the time: if I if I flick flick a flick a bush, I'll trip up instantly. You know, I think the more spiritual <laughs> you get, you gain such a, a level of karma. Would you agree?
2: No, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, I don't want to be controversial here, uh, mm. but in d- Mystical tradition of Christianity, which is understood as Gnosticism. Gnosticism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, you can draw parallels between the underlying ethos and the underlying tenets of Gnosticism with with many many tenets of Eastern spirituality. You know, so uh, you know, often where even in the Eastern world, where many of the Eastern spiritual practitioners, the religious practitioners, where they also get it wrong, is is they intend to interpret. The scriptures quite literally. You know, the, m- much of what is being condensed in our scriptures and religious books have been conveyed esoterically, very abstractly. There is a reason behind that because it's a spiritual present which has to be earned through your own personal experience and it's a guide. Where all of us get it wrong, most of us get it wrong is they interpret it literally, and that's that's yes. that's that's something where you know everything falls apart
1: what's your experience Rohit? how did you become so spiritual how did you uh, <laughs> did you find your purpose in life which was the moment or the experience that brought you here it was quite an intense
2: experience if i may say so uh, about in about 20 i would say 29 200, 200, 2009 it was about a time when i had just enrolled myself in one of the most prestigious Business Schools of India and it's actually ranked the top 20 globally and it was uh, you know it, I was supposed to be very happy I was supposed to be over the moon at having gained my admission into one of the best B schools of the world and I should have been happy but probably two months into my stint in my B school while I was doing my, pursuing my MBA I had a strange existential crisis a strange melancholic existential nihilism if that's the right word to put it. Took over me. You know, I somehow started experiencing what's the purpose of life? Why am I uh, doing what I'm doing? Is it make sense? So it was strange. It was kind of not suicidal, but it was kind of it was very nihilistic. I was losing hope, and I didn't have any resort. And I, I, I and I grew up in a very religious, orthodox family. They were not spiritual. Spiritual. I had no background. I had no sense of understanding into spirituality. But all I know, all I, I knew, that I had to seek some intervention from the universe to, you know, to, to extricate myself out of this this nihilistic uh, abyss or darkness which was trying, which was devouring me. So I started praying. I just didn't know anything. I started praying every day, and I started praying to the universe, save me, save me, uh, because it's, you know, I'm drowning in darkness you know, to a point that I might not even know whether I would be able to muster the hope to live. that point and trust me in about few weeks a miracle happened in my life I woke up one day and I somehow felt that I had been reborn you know you some you know few people came sprung up in my life they literally took me out of that darkness and I somehow intimately knew that it has been orchestrated by the by the divine by the universe in answers to my prayer and and very serendipitously and synchronistically since just about that time, I stumbled upon uh, you know, Buddha, I stumbled upon spiritual masters in the Eastern traditions from Vivekananda, from Gautam Buddha, Raman Maharishi and I, and I started reading about it and, and I just simply felt that being pushed and pulled towards spirituality by an unknown, invisible force. And, you know, and I and, and, and i have novels, you know, and, and there's no looking back since and, and it was about a time I also deliberately chose Gautam Buddha and Buddhism as the topic of my research as part of my final project presentation in my MBA. So I had an option to choose an elective in my last semester and I chose an elective of culture and creativity in which I chose Buddhism as my research topic and I had quite an incredible. Yeah chronistic experiences then um it's beyond the ambit of this discussion because it's quite <laughs> it has its own storyline and a lot of uh, uh, you know context to it but yeah that precipitated my journey it was 20 2009.
0: Having that path what then inspired you to take it into your profession now so what said to you okay this is the way we're going Rohit talk about okay. that. Experience.
2: Any. Yeah, so so it hasn't been a smooth ride, because it hasn't, you know, yes, I started, set out on my spiritual journey in 2009, but post my graduation, I started doing, you know, working as a sales consultant, a management consultant.
1: Right, so basically you you set your intentions, uh, continuing your studies and acting on your intentions, which came yes. from this experience. Yes. So this yes. is about having the intention, the purpose, yeah.
2: Oh, well, absolutely. Absolutely. And I will explain because I will come to the manifestation piece here because it's all ties in together. So, in 2009, as I said, it, it, uh, I embarked upon my spiritual journey. That event, that experience led me into spirituality. Uh, and the journey through its twists and turns uh, eventually led me to a point about three years ago when I had hit rock bottom in my life. Uh, not from the existential, not solely from my personal sphere, but every dimension in my life, I had literally hit rock bottom, be it financially, be it in my career, be it personally, be it emotionally, be it spiritually. I had literally hit rock bottom. And just to give you, you know, just to let you know, uh, I was reeling from about $40,000 of debt. I had started receiving uh, notices from banks in my, you know, to my parents back home in India, saying that if I don't, you know, start repaying my installments, credit installments, I might get uh, a legal notice. Uh, third, yeah, uh, I, you know, I had literally no job, no finances, and I was nursing a very shattered heart. It was absolutely the lowest phase of my life. And trust me, I, you know, I have literally, exercise the principles of manifestation when I had literally nothing to grasp onto. In fact, I even stayed for two days on, this, you know, on the beach because I didn't have any way to stay. And I had literally in that time set up an, set an intention for myself that in the next few years I want to see myself in this position, doing this, you know, enjoying abundance and doing this yeah. and whatever has to be done has to be done. And it has been an amazing journey. you know it has been simply incredible how things have come together, how the universe has orchestrated circumstances and has sent guides in, in the guides of yeah. my master and people who have supported me and, and I' have been intimately experiencing being pulled being pulled towards that vision. Yes, I'm an actor, but there's a force which is pushing me.
1: How can we locate in our knowledge which fantasies stand in the way of our truth? Because as you say, imagination is very powerful. Would you say that uh, all the things you were attracting were manifesting because of your intentions or also because of your imagination?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it fundamentally plays into modern science as well. Usually when you say to people that you... Create what we imagine. They usually tend to debunk it as, as a wishful thinking. But it's actually not wishful thinking. Everything which everyone perceives in their ambit of experience is a function of their imagination. What is an imagination? Imagination is you is your ability to exercise your mind, and your senses to perceive your life as you experience. So that experience owes its validity and substance to your ability to experience, to imagine it. If your imagination is stripped off from your physical mm-hmm. senses, then that reality would not exist. It would be rendered not. So that, ha- that phenomenon is validated by science called the observer effect. And, and this has been echoed by all even sp- ancient spiritual mystical masters and traditions. You know, in Upanishads, the great one of the greatest Indian spiritual. Treatise, the Hindu is it's mentioned that what you, you know, you think what you become, your reality is a function of your consciousness. There's a, there's a quotation which is attributed to Gautam Buddha. You think what you become. Everything is essentially traced down to your thought. But, 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 but where people get it wrong, they take it literally. They start thinking, okay, I want this, I want this, but it doesn't manifest. Then they eventually become very skeptical that is it true? But there's a science behind it. How you manifest it?
0: Same thing we say: is everything is energy. And I think a lot of people underestimate that the energy put in is the energy you're going to receive. And Absolutely. they say often when we manifest, when we want to attract, and when we set our intention, when we say "I would like," a lot of people don't believe that enough. So yes, we often that's say that when we look in the mirror, we have to say, "You will receive." this is your position this is your life because you know that that brain gets in the way doesn't it
2: well oh, absolutely and thank you Paris for uh, touching upon this very important dimension and you couldn't have said it any better and I how I look at it is there's a distinction between what you want and what you subconsciously expect I might want the entire world but I I might expect something which is not even a fraction of what my wants are so my wants is a function of my desires. However, my expectations are a function of my subconscious beliefs. And the universe will only echo and answer my beliefs. It's not obligated and liable to answer my wants. So So that's, you know, that's how the science, how how it operates that we need to cultivate that receptivity to be able to allow the universe to function through us to manifest what we want. Where we get it wrong, the more we get tethered, and, and stuck in our uh, lower vibrational human existence, we are more in the trap of the karma. And the karma literally holds us in a vicious loop because we always are on a hamster wheel of fulfilling our karmic debts, which which is from our actions in the past. And, and usually that doesn't allow us to break free because we are always stuck in that loop. How you break free and manifest what you want and set an intention, which eventually registers itself in the infinite field of consciousness is through cultivating higher vibrations where you transcend your physicality, where you are able to imprint your intention and the intention reaches the universe and then you become receptive to absorb that. That is how you set in motion the cycle of manifestation
0: and actually for a bookmark point here for those who are listening for those who are fans of the podcast or just listening to the podcast please also refer back to spiritual food where we me and francesca do speak about uh high vibration foods we also talk about the high vibration diet which assists exactly what we're going into today now you touched on low vibration and this is something that you know i I know francesca hates talking about uh negative things but i think it's really important that when often we're we're low and we're seeing it you must have felt on the beach we want to there's there's a saying trust karma and you know there's also that belief that if someone does you harm does you wrong you want to get revenge and karma is the best revenge and just as you were saying that we have this ability to get back or get more than we believe karma mm. works the same way that yes it does and and it's it's almost it's a bit of 50 50 like you know there's if, if you vibrate correctly what you could ever do by your by the damage of your hand is going to be mm. half of what karma will ever do because you can guarantee if that person's energy is is against your vibration they're on a low vibration they're going to be doing this to other people so the, the yeah. level of karma that often they'll receive is is higher than you can ever do and well, you know, we don't wish anyone ill obviously do we
2: no no absolutely see we don't wish anyone ill and that's the entire uh, essence of spiritual growth and evolution is how you break free from the feelings and vibration of vengeance revenge which is very natural it's very natural to be possessed with those feelings when you have been wronged when you have been inflicted immeasurable pain from someone's ignorance and unconsciousness, and it's human instinct to expect wrong or bad for them.
1: Yes, it's a you said something really important, right? That we expect the others to give us a certain energy, while we should, in this case, create a barrier, not to block them, but just to find. Our own self again, not becoming too attached to others' feelings, because no. only in this way we are able to help them also to you know to spread good energies. Only if we create this barrier, not to get influenced by these low energies, for example. Do you agree? Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely, and you couldn't have said it better. Uh, and that's quite, uh, quite a truth that the key here is to not let yourself affected influenced by such negative vibrations emerging from so many people who might not you know be on the same plane of awareness as yourself and that happens naturally as well as you grow more aligned with the universe and the laws of the group of the cosmos and the universal energy you are essentially also immunizing yourself from such energies because the more higher you become your vibration is anyways getting yeah. higher and higher so it becomes less susceptible to be influenced by lower vibration. Only the lower vibration beings can get affected by low vibrational beings more. As you grow higher, you're immunizing yourself.
1: So socializing is really important. Being idealistic is really important to understand who we are. But then socializing help us to, as you said, to train this muscle of. Uh, reacting to others in a good way and receiving energies from others too so would you say that socializing in the spiritual in the spiritual along the spiritual awakening is useful right or no
2: i would say it is useful in the uh, it has its validity however the greatest validity in the spir- often uh, in the spiritual growth and journey is socialization with our inner soul in self. Okay. that is the greatest uh, activity which needs to be done and eventually everything has a purpose you know you would in your own personal life would have experienced and likewise paris would conquer with my thoughts here that you might have marveled that you know i you know whatever i have orchestrated and manifested in my present life i'm enjoying it but somewhere in my past that was orchestrated by some painful or some Disappointing experience done by someone, but that led me towards this journey, right? So every role, every every being who comes in your life has a role to play. And it's only the aware, you know, as you grow more aware, you can connect the dots. As I said, this awareness of connecting the dots, looking back in life and how every, you know, every person is like a jigsaw person. And you, it's our job to put this missing pieces, disparate pieces together in a cohesive manner yeah. so that we make sense of our present life and accordingly we can plan intent for a future because see, eventually we have to own that power power only lies within us you know yeah. that, that's 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 the core of ma- of spirituality and manifestation that we have to own our power
0: exactly the I think we as something that you'll always notice in the podcast that I always try try and bring it back to bare roots because what we want to do with this is help by bringing in experts like yourself we help the average person make the journey into spirituality so much more human and so it's mm. so easy for people in our position to say harness your power understand your strength but understand that these are little steps if you can vibrate on high frequency high energy so whatever you whatever environment you are, are in you understand that you can get out of that environment whatever you are drowning in as a person if you look to that know that it's not going to last forever that greater tomorrow and that's it's things like that that is vibrating
2: but absolutely Paris that we need to recognize and I wish that's my mission in, in this life of mine to awaken millions and millions in the world to to, to awaken to their inner power. Every one of us has a seed of indescribable power. We all carry the spark of the divine and the divine owes its existence to our ability to perceive the universe. So essentially the universe exists because of our existence. So the universe owes its consciousness to our consciousness. So so we need to be aware of the fact that we are extremely powerful and there's a purpose why we have been brought to this level of plane of awareness to live out our life, to awaken to a higher purpose, to awaken to our power, to awaken to the kingdom of heaven which Jesus esoterically mentions the kingdom of heaven lies within you and it's actually quite true. The kingdom of heaven actually lies within us. We have everything in us using which we can harness and manifest anything which we want in our life. We can literally manifest anything. There's not, there are no limits to our imagination, to what we can manifest. To
1: manifest our intentions is an important step to realize our dreams. But uh, how can we let ourselves embrace the need to dream and drift without uh, sabotaging our real circumstances? Because uh, it is uh, easy to sabotage uh, you know, our reality, thinking of our dreams. So how can we really... Let uh, ourselves embrace the need of to dream without yes. sabotaging yes. you know, our reality. Yes. So
2: cultivating that level of belief is a daily endeavor. You, we have to be very diligent and persistent in cultivating that intention and belief to such a degree that it seeps down in the in the depths of our subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind is a conduit to the superconsciousness to the universal field and we can achieve that through harnessing the power of meditation to go deeper into our subconscious mind and plant those empowering visions and intentions which we have for our life and that has to be as I said, this process has to be undertaken by anyone, by all of us on a daily basis we can't just go and have these intentions few days in a month and then we go about our life sabotage our intention by 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 self-pity by you know by embroiling ourselves in mundane concerns of our life and and and, and, you know and, and lower vibrational experiences so then that's the way how usually people sabotage it so as a daily exercise what i propose and advocate people is when you wake up and before you go to the bed you have to really bookend your life the waking hours when you wake up and before you go to bed you have to set your intention and, and you set your intention. And there's a reason why. When you wake up, you are essentially still fresh from rejuvenating yourself from the lap of the universe. You're still carrying that yeah. vibration of, of God or universe. Right? So that is the best time to set intention. And just try to, when you go to bed, you're falling asleep. You're halfway through immersing yourself in the lap of the God or universe or universal field. So that's when you have this intention and you go to sleep. That's a quick way. Uh, however, uh, as I said, uh, it sounds very easy, but most of most of us get it wrong because we are not very diligent. We are not even diligent with our intention and dreams. We just want shortcuts, uh, and that's where people get it all wrong
0: particularly this generation now, they want the instant satisfaction. So that's why the success of Uber, the success of digital currency, the success of digital apps, because we have become almost numb to the concept of working on something for a long time. Without realizing, take away your concept of time and focus on the everyday of what you truly want. Yes, It will beat the shortcuts that you're trying to create.
2: No, absolutely. That is the shortcut. Yeah. Doing work at your vision,
0: at your dream, every day, every
2: day. Two years down the line, you would be astonished to see the progress you have made. That's how it works. The so, you know, there's a saying. Lao Tzu says, "The journey to a thousand miles begins with a single step." We have to take a single step every single day.
1: Also, uh, regarding uh, manifesting the intentions, uh, it's important to realize that uh, the power of the soul is done as an immense power. The soul is human consciousness and freedom. So would you say that it's important to feed our soul uh, with passion, creativity, and uh, good thoughts, good energies to really uh, create a a strength behind our intentions?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, absolutely, Francisco. I completely and profoundly agree with your views here. Our soul is the individual spirit in each of our our beings on this world carries the spark of God, the universe. By virtue of that, we are immeasurably powerful. We are as powerful as the universe. And how to activate the power of our soul, that is the key behind manifesting our desires and vision. The way to to activate the power of our soul is to disassociate ourselves from our mind, from the trap of law of karma, Law law of karma only operates to a point, to to such a degree, to the degree you are attached with your mind. The more you are attached and led by your mind and low vibration, the more the propensity of law of karma becomes to operate in your life. The more you transcend your mind and physicality and attune yourself with your soul, you really accelerate your manifestation process. Because you're attuning and attuning and aligning yourself more and more with the universe to a point when you experience just being effortlessly pulled by the forces towards your goal.
1: Yes, and I think lack, people lack of uh, intentions because maybe they do not spend enough time in order to explore their hearts, pleasures and passions. And it's very important to understand that our intentions come from, come from our desires. People, sometimes they don't have desires. They lose the, their thrive and their desires because they don't have any passion. So to, 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 to create your intentions, we must be, and we must do what we like doing.
2: Quite true, Francisca. And you know why people lose interest in their passion and they get very fragmented in their life is because they might have some very deep passion while they were growing up. But just the fact that they were not very spiritual and they, the law of karma got activated. Many, you know, often happens that much in their life gets fragmented due to experiences, pain, trauma, many things happen in their life, which literally, you know, pushes them away more and more away from their passions and, and, and the joyful pursuits because their intention and their focus then becomes to heal themselves, to protect themselves. Now, if you are, in a, if you are, in, if you are recuperating from a traumatic experience, our focus becomes to heal ourselves, you know, then usually people don't usually become more focused on their vision, on their desires. So as I said, I always say that, uh, to awaken to a purpose, the only way to awaken to a purpose is, is to have those intentions and spend time with yourself in solitude. Take out 30 minutes to 45 minutes every day and meditate. Be with yourself. Just be with yourself. Try to calm down your mind. Try to calm down and create spaces in your mind. You know, that's where meditation is the only most powerful, effective way to help you really determine and distill down to your purpose because usually most of this, you know, most of humans on this world are leading a very fragmented life and the fragmented life is the consequence of their fragmented mind. A fragmented mind is, is essentially defined by mind, which is led astray by many competing thoughts. There's so many thoughts going in their mind, some financial issues, some personal problems, some friend did something, some, 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 someone said something, then there's so much negativity which is being uh, you know spewed out from uh, social media from the news reels so much chaos happening around and usually people are very susceptible to get drawn into that chaos and that chaos then takes root in their mind and a chaotic mind is is the biggest yeah. obstacle to really you know manifest what you want because you have to have a coherent vision a coherent intention that's the prerequisite before you even begin the manifestation process.
1: So powerful, what you say. Uh, I wish uh, we could all manifest our intentions in an easy way, but the techniques you just mentioned Roy, it are very useful and people should really focus on um, switching their mind and heart, uh, manifesting their intentions, because once maybe you start it's easier or mm. it is a process that has to be um, of every day it's it's an ever-ending process what would you say about it
2: oh absolutely it's an everyday process and the beauty of it is as you experience more alignment with the universe as you feel more uh, as you experience a flow towards your goals you that process will accelerate yeah. by itself you won't then have to make an effort it will happen through you so the key of manifestation is to unlock that process where things start happening on its own and you then become a medium. That's, the, that, that's actually what I'm saying is, is actually very deep and has been referred to very esoterically by many spiritual masters and traditions, because that's the, that's the golden key. Once you use unlock the lock using this key, then there's no stopping you because once you have unlocked that then you're allowing the universal forces to work through you then there's no stopping you
1: so communication is with action with words communicating our intentions help to unlock this lock that is the key thank you Rohit yes it is it is and that's exactly it
0: it takes us to a stage yes. and you understand these valuable points that really the block between you and what you intend to do your intention is you and of course we are thrown all these challenges in life but as Rohit's saying and as he's established in ancient in the most ancient form they have been established that anything is achievable as and long as you've got it
2: as long as you get it as long as you cultivate a focused determination and intention. And as long as you you have really allowed that vision to take root in your subconscious self. And as I said, I always say the subconscious mind is the conduit and connection with universal forces. That's how it is. The more we transcend our low vibrational existence, the more we transcend the law of karma. The more we transcend them, the more we align ourselves with the universe The more we align with the universe, what we then think is what the universe thinks because we are becoming more and more one with the universe. So our will then becomes the will of the God or the will of the universe. And the will of the universe will then inevitably manifest.
1: In fact, intuition is about focusing on the how rather than on the what for our growth, which is very... I always keep this in mind.
2: Absolutely. So intuition, you raise a very important point around intuition. So intuition is... Intuition is intuition is essentially you're following the tuition of your inner self. You know you're allowing your inner self to tutor you, to guide you, to inform you, and that's the key. So, so you, so the, the powers of intuition, clairvoyance, uh, telepathy, these are flowering of your alignment with the universe. As I said, a, you become more intuitive or more clairvoyant the more you you, you learn to transcend your physicality. The more you transcend your physicality, you become one-in-one with the universe. And then you are able to intuit. You are able to see beyond what your senses usually sees and perceives. That's how it works. That's how you meet people. I know my living master who can look at you and say everything about you. Your past, present, and future flashes in his vision. How does it happen? It happens because as you have awakened and embody your higher vibration existence, which is more aligned with the universe, then your senses perceive as limited by the limits imposed upon our senses by our physical senses. So, I, you know, it's a very simple analogy. Uh, it might sound very um, cheesy, but I always say that, you know, for instance, an owl or a dog can see, an owl can see much more than what you can see. But does it mean that what you see is the only truth? But owl an owl can see in the night what we can never see. A dog can sniff what we can never smell. So what is the barometer yeah. of truth here?
1: So the more we align with the universe, with our purpose, the real one, the more our senses awake and they develop. So our intuition... The,
2: the, the intuition is allowing the universe to guide you, inform you. And that can only happen to a degree when you don't become an obstacle to that process. The more we... Yeah recalibrate our awareness from a mind to a heart and heart I say heart because the heart is the seat of the soul and the soul is connect, always connected with the universe so the more we recalibrate our awareness back to a heart from the mind we grow more attuned and, and more intuitive
0: the power of their own intuition people feel intuition every day and they say, "Oh, my gut says I shouldn't go that way." That's that little voice in your head that says, "Want to cross the road when you feel it, or take this different direction?" And you can build your strength of intuition by practicing it, by relying on it. And yeah. so many people say, "Oh, you know, common sense. I better not." Your common sense is is your human thought. Intuition that's your that's your spirituality. uh screaming. Yeah, yeah. let's <laughs> see
2: because the, the vibration from the source of creation is always there around the universe. You know, it's there. It's only up to us to grow up to that level to be able to absorb that information. The information exists as you speak, as you're sitting you over there in a sofa and Francisca, and myself, that intelligence is permeating as you speak around us. It's just about being able to tap into that information right? So so exactly. those nudges or those hunches happen when you are not yourself, when you're not your mind, and that, that this information just comes through you and and, and and penetrates through the barrier of your mind. And that's how, you know, the more you practice, the more you align with those hunches and nudges from the universe, and the more it gives you. <laughs> it doesn't give you more, it has already given you, it just you become more attuned.
0: And that's the thing, and I think people are too scared of the result that hunch and you have to take that away because it's the butterfly effect and that is what we are in that we are a result of our decisions and we need to take the preconceived notion that it's it's and that's really what anxiety is if I do this I don't know what's going to happen we never know but all we can do is take as you say there's a gift from the universe that's advising you what to do but mm. people have to work that muscle and treat it like a muscle. Understand that that intuition is actually going to take you farther than any brain decision. Is.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: And you have raised a very important point and a very pertinent point. Uh, uh, the more you, usually the anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, hypervigilance, these are all symptoms of trauma, or you know traumatic experience which someone would have undergone. And what it does, it really does. It really hijacks your your spiritual growth simply because it makes you more stuck in your mind. You become more anxious. You become more stuck in your mind. The more you stuck in your mind, you're more you're living a more lower vibrational life. Yes. And it's not a statement against those individuals because spirituality teaches you compassion. And it's not a statement against those individuals because it happens to them. It's very natural to be stuck in your mind because you have been dealt a severe painful blow and it's very natural to to, to really go within and and, and heal yourself. However, those painful experiences also conceals within itself the greatest potential for awakening and transformation. Mm -hmm. And that's how I I view it as as a process of transmutation. Because my awakening and me being able to internalize and and awaken to these wisdoms, was essentially facilitated precipitated by a very painful experience in my life. And looking back, I really am quite grateful. Even though when I was undergoing that experience, I was literally I can't even explain you you know the nights I spent in 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 in, in cries and tears and pain. But that was all part of my journey. And not saying that that is for everyone because everyone has a different journey.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So practicing is uh, is very important, and we should look back uh, at the sufferance uh, with uh, uh, with another perspective, and uh, we should remind ourselves of what we want um, that actually will help us reach our desires. So not looking only back, but looking in the present, uh, desiring our future. Right? Right. oh
2: no, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's. That's that's the purpose of of our our existence is to bring to life our vision awakened to a higher divine purpose. Otherwise, it would be such a, a criminal injustice, you know, to the existence for having lived a life which uh, which doesn't do justice to our potential. What purpose would it serve to the universe? What purpose would it serve to our existence and the universe gave you know it's such a blessing to be alive and that's something which we really need to be aware of that it's an incredible blessing and we have within ourselves the power to break free from the trap of our pain suffering the law of karma and really break free from those chains to manifest what we really desire and really awaken to the kingdom of heaven which is within us
0: as they
2: say, in the lesson was a blessing. Oh, yes. <laughs> lesson is always a blessing, uh, Paris. And, uh, uh, and every lesson, as I said, every experience carries within itself the seed of awakening and aligning with the universe. That's how I perceive every experience. You now, every experience in this universe has this purpose, the purpose of awakening because we are always existing in the lap of God or the lap of the universe. And we are here. There is a the reason why we are here. Our existence is not meaningless. There's a purpose. Right. We are not living a meaningless existence. The universe cannot be meaningless, cannot be unintelligent. An unintelligent universe cannot give birth to intelligent conscious beings.
0: Right.
2: We cannot be conscious and expect the universe to be not conscious. We cannot be intelligent. <laughs> But expect the universe to be not intelligent. Mm. We cannot ro- operate and live by certain laws in our life, and expect the universe is not governed by a law. It would be quite counterintuitive, and I would say stupid and idiotic to believe this. And unfortunately, many people believe this because many. you know because they are so much stuck in their ego and they are so much in ignorance that they believe themselves to be conscious and intelligent, but they somehow believe that they are separated from the universe. But they don't realize they are always existing in the lap of the universe. We 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 born we we are born in the lap of the universe. We sustain our life and live out our life in the lap of the universe. And eventually we die and dissolve ourselves in the lap of the universe. So we are always in the universe.
1: And so I would say also regarding the awakening, the sooner we make choices, the sooner we make adjustments. So we shouldn't get stuck in our past sufferings and problems, like Rohit said.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely! You know, the change can begin now at this very moment. Yeah, the path to your greatness and glory and awakening to your highest treasures and the highest and awakening and manifesting your highest vision can start right now at this very moment. Yeah. We should not postpone any more towards embarking upon this journey, the journey for which we have all been given this blessing of exist, of life. There's a purpose behind each one of our life. There's a purpose which is awaiting to be, to be expressed through each and every one of us. And this is what I would uh, advise and request all the listeners to this podcast is the suffering doesn't define you. No matter what you underwent, the pain, the trauma, even though that was real, and this pain which you went through was real, and even if the pain you're going through is real. However, that doesn't define you. What defines you is your everlasting blissful nature. What defines you is your inner consciousness, which is all-powerful. That is your true definition. Your definition is glory, grandeur, expansion, super-consciousness, and bliss. That is what every one of us is uh, is blessed with and it's important that each one of us reclaims that right reclaims that blessing which is always which is always within us
1: and if you ever feel lost please read at the amazing quotes from uh, Rohit's page which (laughs) I find so powerful every time I look at them they awake something within me so I think reading at beautiful quotes like Rohit always publishes is an amazing idea.
2: Thank you so much, Francesca. That's very lovely. Yeah,
0: they're amazing. So as always, Francesca says, closing statements. What are we doing? What's the plan?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: So my uh, final words and statement here would be that there is a reason why this, uh, this podcast or this moment in space and time is being currently broadcasted to your audience and world at large. And there's a reason why we are discussing upon this very important topic of manifestation and alignment with the universe is because it is meant to be this way. And I say this with all my conviction, because everything in my life which has happened and transpired, looking back, has had a very deep reasons. And as I've said just a short while ago, we We are all blessed and endowed with incredible powers, the powers which are blessed with us, blessed within us by the universe itself. And as I said, we are never separate from the universe and we are never alienated or forsaken by the universe. Even though we might have felt and experienced not being able to manifest and materialize the desires. he might have undergone traumatic experiences in a life. He might have gone through a lot of suffering. However, that suffering, that pain really doesn't define us. What really defines us is our inner child, our inner heart, which is ever blissful, which is always joyful, which is always very grateful. And the purpose of spirituality and spiritual journey is to Awaken that inner child, to, to awaken that heart, to align ourselves more and more with our soul, which is throbbing within us every moment. Masters, Jesus and Buddha, many masters have said that you have to become a child. You know, Jesus alluded to this that said, you know, kingdom will only belong to them who become children. It's not becoming children in physical, physical age. It becoming children from this realm of consciousness. And what are the values and attributes which we associate with the child is innocence, purity, wonder, gratitude, love, joy, bliss. Yeah. Wow. So these are the attributes which each one of us has to cultivate. And the more we cultivate these attributes and values and emotions and vibration, we transcend our mind, we grow more aligned and rooted in our heart. The more we become rooted in our heart, the more our vision. And our intention magnetize themselves with the power of the universe. And the more it becomes powerful, the manifestation process gets underway and the manifestation becomes very effortless. And then you are simply a medium. You are being you become, you feel being led by the universe towards your goal. And that's the I would say that's that's the sum total of life. You know, you have to experience the experience the power, you have to experience what you have you have to experience the joy, the juice of God which is flowing inside every one of us. That's the purpose of our existence. If we are not experiencing that, if we haven't experienced that, and if we lead this life without experiencing that, then it would be a waste. Then we would have to get reborn with with, with again, a, uh, you know, a cards which are again dealt which are not so easy and good. And we again have to restart the journey from scratch. So it's important that you know, we really awaken to our power, cultivate a coherent vision, not let ourselves defined by a pain and suffering of our past. Vow to ourselves that we must transcend our mind and pain, and awaken to the infinite blessings and the power which lie within us. And everything what we desire is for us to manifest, and nothing is impossible. Everything can be achieved, and everything must be achieved. What we desire.
1: Thank you, Rohit. Yes. Finish before, of course. Uh, my beloved Paris is gonna tell her thoughts. To, I'm gonna follow what you said and uh, living, uh, honoring who we are and when we stand, where we stand. Instead of doing things as they are expected from the culture or the society, it's our life, not others' one life. So believe in yes. your values, follow your desires, get to know who you are.
2: Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
0: And exactly that. And what's amazing, we say exactly what you said about the kingdom of heaven and the charter of state almost every week on the podcast. So it's beautiful. But my thoughts is that, you know, the power is within you and you have the ability to do absolutely anything, but you just have yes. to believe it enough.
2: Absolutely. There's no limits.
0: That's
1: yeah, it. no limits. We love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, this has been episode eleven of Wellness and Wonder. Thank you so much, Rohit, for your time, for your energy, That's for incredible. your blessings. Thank Please, you, everybody.
2: So. Go My for pleasure. It, so much for this opportunity. Grateful and lovely talking to you, beautiful souls, and great. Oh, God to you. Doing an incredible job, incredible work and thank it's an honor
1: you. it was an honor for us to write it. your words are going to be impressed in our heart and mind for a long time
2: thank you so much
1: thank
0: Super.
1: you and do you remember to subscribe bye. share
0: follow us all places you find podcasts thank you so much Super thank much. you thank
2: thank you Francis. Thank and again. thank you Kim, for listening take care bye. manifest what you want bye bye <laughs>